right, so here we are, episode number 86 of The Space In Between. My name's Phoebe Leona, and I'm with you today sharing why we need expanded awareness practice more than ever. Uh, but before we talk about that, giving you a glimpse into that world, a uh, couple things happening in the nomad world. Um, we're slowing down a little bit this month. You know, it's it's the end of summer. People are outside doing wonderful things. So we're just offering our consistent practice of this podcast every week and also our meditations. My morning meditations are happening on Mondays at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. And we're building a lot of really wonderful new programs that are going to be coming to you starting in September. One being a little bit of what I'm going to talk about here today of broadening our our reach in terms of who who is part of our community. Um, the offerings that we'll be sharing with you under the Nomad umbrella and and moving some things around that you already have from us and just in tweaking them and improving them because we know that being online is is the new normal right now so we're looking at how we can improve our online offerings of the online studio and the zoom classes that will be coming back in the fall and some other things like my movement 109 facilitator training So if you have been experiencing my movement practice uh, in person before all this or on Zoom, uh, yeah, if you're interested in facilitating it in some way, I will be offering a training starting in the fall in mid-September. And also we're just wrapping up the six-week series of Who Are We Becoming, which was such a heart-opening, life-shifting, transformational experience uh, we'll be doing that again with um, with a group starting also in mid-September or early October. And and yeah, and then my seven week, another seven week course will be offered through Daily Ohm at the end, at the beginning of October. So this month, a little bit quieter month, but we are planting seeds and watering them so you can see them bloom and be a part of that experience uh, starting next month. So what is happening here today? So I thought that, um, you know, if you've been paying attention, if you've been participating in the meditations that I lead on Monday mornings, I, I wanted to kind of tie in what we've been looking at and experiencing the past three weeks in those meditations and then also talk about it, you know, personally, but also um, more collectively broadening that scope and and why and how why this is necessary for us to look at like medit practices like meditation but also other expansive awareness practices why we need them so so very much in this in this time and space that we're all in still sharing here almost five months into it um so yeah so Let's go back to, if you haven't experienced the meditations, let me give you a little recap on what we were looking at. So in these meditations, we share, I share these on Facebook at the Nomad and Beyond Festival page. That's a group page that you can join if you haven't already, or you can follow us at Instagram, Nomad Always at Home on Instagram. And so every every Monday morning, I lead these meditations, and there's always some sort of intention for our meditation to prepare us for the week. And so 
Um, yes, so this is this is kind of what we do is I use the these archetype cards that um, by Kim Kranz. They're beautiful cards. I probably have spoken of them before in in previous episodes, but they're really beautiful oracle cards. And I've always been very much um, drawn to the study of archetypes. And so what I do on Sundays is I sit in a little bit of a meditation and I pull a card for for all of us for this intention of the week. And it's just always just quite magical how it it seems to pick up where the previously previous week left off. And so, for example, I believe a few weeks ago I shared um, the vow. Yeah, we looked at the vow and how everything is sacred. And then the following week, we looked at the fault line. So just three weeks ago, we looked at this card called the fault line, and it was basically sharing um, how the foundations, right? There are cracks in our foundations, and and how can you find ground when they're within yourself, right? When there are these big shifts that are happening in the external world, and. I have a feeling you probably have an idea of what that is and what that looks like when the foundation foundation has the cracks. Yeah, we're all experiencing this on a very global level in so many ways the past five, four or five months. Um, yeah, a lot of systems crumbling or in question um, all the way from down to our own immune systems being very careful with how we treat our bodies and how we interact with other people's bodies, there's a fault line there, right? How we are um, had to reconfigure how we were going to interact in our our immediate world. But then, you know, if you look at really expansively of you know how these different government systems, uh, political systems, uh, social justice systems, um, you know how we're dealing with uh, healthcare systems, right? All of these different systems, they are being revealed that there are many cracks in them and we're, we're, they're all in question. And then we can also look at that even more deeply of like our internal systems, right? These, these fault lines within, the cracks, the wounds that we all experience from our past. Uh, and I talked a bit with this Rumi quote of these wounds is, is where the place, the light enters in, right? So in a sense, these beautiful wounds that we carry, these these moments that we all have of some sort of waves of trauma in our lives uh, previous to this and even in the midst of this, uh, they are all opportunities for light to enter in. And that is very hard to hear when you're in the midst of it, when your world is crumbling to just say, oh, let the light shine in, right? But um, I'm hoping that you've all had some sort of experience looking back at uh, a more challenging moment, right? Those spaces, your own spaces in between and seeing the growth that came from it, how necessary it was to become the fuller version of you, this beautiful you that you are here right now. It, It was necessary for those cracks to crack you wide open and, and let the, that radiant light shine inward and outward. And so last week, we the, the following card that I pulled, again, I just kind of quote unquote randomly pull these cards, was the self. And it was a really beautiful visual of a, kind of like a silhouette of a person. And there was this 
light just shining outward in all directions from this self and it was just again kind of picking up exactly where the fault line left off and and so what we looked at last week in the self was um, these places where perhaps you're still judging or prohibiting or suppressing or oppressing within yourself or how you were acting outwards to quote unquote other yeah how you were acting from a place of judgment prohibiting uh, suppressing or oppressing right and how we can really find this space of understanding right um, that it all belongs it all 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 these all these cracks belong right to accept even more deeply these cracks and um, that that maybe are how opening you wide open right now uh, we use the mantra so hum in the meditation which means i am that right so all that you see in the outer world to um, just identify as i am that whatever you experience with it in the inner world i am that and and so we sat with that and then the and then this week this monday today as i record this um, this card that I pulled was Anima Mundi, and Anima Mundi is all that is, or the soul of the world. So we looked at the previous week, the self, looking at more on a personal level, and then looking at now this week on the more collective level, right? All that is. I am that, all that is. And so it's, again, somewhat of a dance between these two of looking at the personal and the collective. And that's what we're gonna look at today with these expansive awareness practices. Um, and so today what we looked at in the meditation is we we chanted the mantra Om, yeah, the sound of the universe, the whole sound, all sounds are within this sound of Om and how it all belongs, right? It all belongs. The wonderful mess of shared consciousness as as the card says, right? It all belongs. Nothing is denied embrace. And so we're going to just continue to unfold that for this week. And again, I kind of set this intention with these cards for all of us who sit, um, but then, you know, to see how it ripples out even more globally. Yeah, and what I've noticed each week with these meditations too is how it works me. It seems to have worked me that week of the fault line. I was definitely experiencing some shakiness within, um, I think I, that was the week, yes, I experienced a little bit of shakiness within my own physical body and my a little bit of um, unsettling in my own physical body with a little health issue that I've been dealing with for uh, about a year now and, and probably more and more if you go way back as I'll share more in a moment um, and then last week I was really exploring all facets of myself ex doing these expansive awareness practices one I'll share with you in a little bit too and how it just opened my perspective not not oppressing myself which I hadn't recognized that I was actually oppressing something within me um, I was seeing that the outer world was oppressing it, but it was actually me doing that work. So the self turned this light on for me. And, and now, who knows, we'll see what unfolds for my personal story with the Anima Mundi this week and all that is. 
So if you haven't already participated, I, you know, would love for you to be there with us. Um, again, it's a really special experience um, on social media. I like having special experiences on social media, especially with so much that is out there that doesn't feel so special at times. Yeah. So we like to be the light for you and, and um, through Nomad and in our ways. Uh, so yeah, so that that is what the, the meditation practice is. And as I said before, meditation is an expansive awareness practice. Yeah, we <clears throat> can go into it in so many different ways. There's so many ways of meditating. There's no right or wrong. There's no one way, right? You might find one way that works for you, and that's absolutely a beautiful thing, but that doesn't mean that it works for everybody. Right. So you but you also might like like me, I have lots of tools in my meditation toolbox. I have lots of different resources that I like to use and from very concentrated like mantra meditations to awareness practice of just observing what is. Yeah. And everything in between. So um, I want to talk a little bit more today about some other expansive awareness practices that maybe you know of or maybe you don't. And I would just like to share a bit of my own personal experiences as inspiration for maybe you to search out something for you uh, because we need these practices more than ever. Uh, so expansive awareness, again, it's kind of like the bird's eye view. Yeah, not getting so personal and stuck up on the little tiny details. And in a mentoring session last week, I talked about the princess and the pea, right? So we have the princess, the story of her um, sleeping on her mattress and feeling that pea underneath, right, the mattress. And I think she builds more and more mattresses, but she still feels this pea and uh, underneath and that's kind of what when we look at our personal story yeah when we look at um, these little day-to-day anxieties and if we don't really take a, a step back and see it from the bird's eye view we can get really caught up in them yeah and then this pea ends up feeling like a boulder yeah underneath us jabbing us in the back um, and so when we take these sort of expansive awareness practices, we can see perhaps that it's not so much of a big deal, or maybe it is, but we can get to the root of it. Maybe we, when we're so, it's so up close and personal in our, in our present moment, and we're just so attached to what it looks like right there, we don't actually see where possibly the root came from. Right. Or we could or the other side, right, the past or also the future of how to get out of it. Right. How to step forward away from that P. Um, and we can also look at this, you know, somewhat globally, too, right now. Right. So we're I can't speak for you, but a lot of us are very much obsessed with the media or social media. All of these voices with the fist in the air. Right. These fists being sort of like the P is this very much um you know, not an open hand, but a, a fist that is creating that kind of sensation of jabbing, right, in the in in our experience of our life right now. And it's so right there up in our face and we're so heated and it's bringing up, it's triggering maybe past 
past experiences, but you're not even conscious of it, right? Because you're so right there with the present experience of what's happening in the news right here, right now, that you haven't really actually released that hand and stepped further back into that bird's eye view to see the bigger picture, to see how perhaps it's been going on for many, many generations, whatever it is that you are obsessed with in this moment. It could be politics. It could be um, the Black Lives Matter movement. It could be our health, right? The, the, just the acknowledgement of how health, see, I mean, rather economy seems to be um, overpowering the, the need for a good healthcare system and taking care of people, right? Economy over people, the well-being of people. So whatever your your kind of issue that you're holding very tightly with the fist, or maybe it's all of them, right? How to actually step back and see the broader picture of the roots where they came from, and how can we move forward? And and maybe it's too big, yeah, too big to see how all of us will move forward. But how can you move forward with the space of integrity? Yeah, and with grace. So that is why these awareness practices are really important right now so that we can see that bird's eye view, that we can release the grip, that, that fist, and open the hand and see that there is a, there's a whole other world within this world that is helping us humming this along. Yeah. So yeah, I'll share now some of my own personal experiences. So where should I start? I'll start with um, breath work. So I've done breath work um, not that many times up until about three years ago. I had done it a couple of times previous to that, but I've becoming more and more part of my own practice. And when I say breath work, I mean holotropic breath work, not so much pranayama from yoga, which is a controlled breath, but this is more of a con- what we call conscious breath. Yeah. Um, and it, holotropic breath uh, started, well, there's many roots, but the one that I'm going to just focus on today is holotropic breath work starting in about, I think it's the mid 60s, late 60s. Uh, in the psychology, the therapy worlds, yeah. So they were using back then LSD to help people who were dealing with, um, you know, some sort of trauma uh, to unpack that. But then LSD became illegal, and so they needed, they wanted to find some other way of having people experience, yes, some visions to help Un, um, get to the root of their their experiences, their traumas. So they came with this idea of holotropic breathwork, which is a very conscious breathing. And, and so it kind of recreates the same kind of results of what happens when, when people are uh, using um, hallucinogenics like LSD or even plant medicine um, that a lot of people are um, using and facilitating uh, healing these days. Uh, but so this breath work, the, I would say it was probably two years ago now, I came to a pra- this practice with my friend Erica, who's been on here several times with um, about her breath work. I think it was, I can't remember if it was the first or the second time with her, but I remember laying there and it's breathing. It's just 
breathing in and breathing out. Hers is a little bit more um, specific, but I won't go into those details, but it's just a breathing in and a breathing out, very circular out of the mouth. And so you can start to feel sensations in your body. You can start to feel energy moving through the body, recognizing, yeah, because the energy is moving this whole time, but we begin to become even more aware of it and we bring more and more energy up. And then it's a kind of think of it like as an unearthing of stagnant energy and releasing it out. And so when I was in this specific uh, breathwork session with her, I started to feel some sort of sensation that felt like like I was almost like I was being abused sexually and I, I didn't know what that was like I I um, had had that experience but I it got really confused right then and and when we're in these expansive awareness practices we might have something like that like a sensation that flashes an image or or a sensation in your body that kind of triggers something that feels very personal yeah but the important part in these expansive awareness practices is not to stay personal but to make space yeah to see something bigger than beyond it yeah so I had this moment and I felt this sensation I was like what is that yeah I just asked and a lot of questions it's really important to ask questions in these different kind of awareness practices but I just asked the questions like what is this where did it come from because it didn't feel like an experience that I had Um, and so I asked was this my mother's was this my grandmother's was this previous you know was it passed down to me in some way? And all of a sudden I had this vision of like going backwards, backwards, backwards through all of my mothers, all of my ancestors, and it originated. And then all of a sudden I, I, my body became the earth and I was opening up as if I was mother earth. And I felt, um, this felt like a raping, like it felt like I was being taken advantage of. And I was, then I was just seeing how we as a collective were, you know, using mother earth's resources and not not giving anything back and so it was it was somewhat of a raping there was not this reciprocal flow of energy but it was just this taking this taking this taking this taking um and my body was experiencing that and i was crying and i was just like but i kept staying back to see what needed to be revealed and then eventually what happened was there was a peace there was a resolution there was a peace there was a calm and then I drifted into kind of a light sleep, yeah. And it was wild when I finished that. I was like, where, where was this? Where did this come from? And it was just a glimpse into a story that we all know, yeah. We all are, have experienced it. We're all experiencing it with the pandemic, how just that first month we were seeing, you know, cities being able to see the skyline because the pollution wasn't so bad. It was Mother Earth was starting to restore once again. It was starting to regenerate its resources because we, as people, took a moment and paused. And I think I might have said this in a podcast before, in an episode before, but I almost felt like the pandemic was like her, Mother Earth, putting us all in the corner and saying, you all go to sleep now mother needs to rest like we need we need to rest we need to lay you all need to go to your corner so that i can rest and i can re-nourish who i you know what i offer to you all and the other beautiful living beings on this earth too right animals coming back that we hadn't seen in a while in different areas of the world 
um, coming back, you know, feeling safe to come back to. So we, it was just wild that that was two years ago. And then here we are experiencing some sort of rejuvenation for her. Uh, And so let's see, what is another story? So I've been doing a lot of these expansive awareness practices, lots of different modalities since we've been in the um, kind of the lockdown and being in quarantine. So another one that just happened somewhat recently was one of my dear friends, Coco, and she's going to be on here soon. Um, She offers something called body talk. And this is really her reading the energy, and this is all on Zoom, (laughs) reading the energy of what's happening in my body. And so as I've spoken before, I've been dealing with some health issues here, and they've actually gotten a lot better over these few months of just resting as much as I can. Um, But she still reads where where are these patterns in the body and and, what were the stories. It really talks about, kind of looks at the different stories, the possibilities of the root of it. And then she does, we do like a a bit of a tapping to to, um, program. Yeah, I think she calls it a formula. Creates a formula for the tapping to release, release the energy that is being held from that story. And so it was really quite interesting. I had done another session with her. But the re- most recent one, I just kept having these visions of dogs. Yeah, I just have kept having visions of all these different dogs. My first memory being a dog, somewhat not attacking me, but coming at me, was my first vision, my first very first memory of a dog, um, of my dog. Yeah, coming, kind of cornering my mom and myself. And, and then, you know, she kept asking me questions, but I just kept seeing different visions of different dogs in my life. And I don't think that I actually have any fear around dogs. I actually really, really love animals, especially dogs, and I feel very safe around them. But I have had a lot of these little patterns of dogs, um, witnessing dogs being aggressive or kind of coming at me or, or um, dragging me along. <laughs> As a child, one of my dogs, the very first time I got my Bouvier, I begged and begged for uh, for my dad to for me to walk this dog, and he was very clear and to let go of that leash, <laughs> to let go of that leash if he started to run after a squirrel, and I was very stubborn and I did not, so I held onto the leash and he dragged me across the gravel driveway and I had cuts all up from my my knees and. My knees were bloody, but I had a smile on my face because I was really proud I didn't lose our, our dog. Yeah, but I can't. So that memory came up and a few other memories came up and she asked me more questions. And I was sort of like perplexed, like, why are these memories of dogs showing up? And then we kind of looked at, you know, how there was fear um, fear being in the kidneys. And so kidneys were something that was originating one of the problems I w- I've been kind of looking at um, with bladder stuff and so she was looking at the fear and the root of it and and all of a sudden within these memories flashed my father my father kind of lunging at me in in a kitchen one time I went as a as a child and you know there were moments that he was violent and and I just and for some reason it was like the dogs were representing my father so I kept then I kept kind of going back and forth between the dogs and my father and it was almost like the dogs were a safer image for me to 
kind of deal with within my body. Uh, but then we got to the root of it and she kept asking me questions. I felt safer and then I saw these images of my father. Uh, and so, you know, I was able to sit with that and then release it through the, this tapping. And I have to say things have shifted a lot with that. And, and so it's been obvious for a very long time for myself. I've been healing these wounds with this relationship with my father. And I've also been very well aware of how they've um, that that kind of that blueprint of that relationship showed up in other relationships with men, primarily romantic relationships with men. So I'll share one other um, expansive awareness experience was the Akashic Records with Marie and Martin, who are also, I'm sure, will be on here at some point soon too. Um, so the Akashic Records, this is kind of like our a library of the soul. It, it has all of our our experiences past present and future including previous lives if you if you want to believe that if you believe in in reincarnation but it holds this the soul of the world the 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 library yeah of all of our lives and so we with their permission we can they can enter in to our own personal library and 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 marie specifically um she can see certain visions, yeah, as I ask her questions, kind of like the body talk where Coco was reading my body, but now um, Marie's kind of reading this library of, of, my, of my spirit, of my soul, to, to see where things were, were shaping up. So, um, so I, you know, I, I didn't necessarily go in with this idea of my father, but I had, you know, kind of looking at a relationship with another man. And I asked her about that, and she saw just this big boulder right in front of me, this big boulder, and I was trying to like crawl over it, and it was just very much a struggle. And then she saw this 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 man kind of help me. He was he was both she said both the boulder and the help. Yeah, he was kind of bolstering me up to get up there, but then also he was also at the same time the boulder. And so we saw like me just struggling and understanding that the the obstacle and the help were the same thing and so okay what is this what is the bolster what is the boulder and so we asked further I asked further and then she saw my father again not knowing that I have dealt with some daddy issues over the years but so she didn't know but she said she saw a male figure and she thought that it was maybe father and she kind of saw this this pattern this pattern that very much showed up in my life my whole life with men, starting with my father, of of this kind of very much intense presence, yeah, kind of almost imposing um, uh, their energy on me in, in ways. But then as I turn around and kind of surrender to it, they disappear, yeah. And this has been this dance with men my whole life in some way, right? Them coming very intensely at me, passionately, whatever you want to call it. But then as soon as they kind of turn around and go, okay, maybe, and then they just disappear or become very emotionally unavailable. So I, so as she revealed that, I was like, okay, I, I want to get rid of that, yeah. And so we did a little bit more searching within the records and meditating with that. And, and we got, I won't go into all of it, but then we got to this point where I was hugging this one person, the man that I was asking about, we were hugging, and she said that this was a very deep wound that was being healed. 
And she said, the work that I was doing now was healing not only my my wounded feminine and my wounded masculine because these two um, spirits that she saw hugging was this kind of coming together of the of the healing of both the masculine and feminine but she said the work that I'm doing here right now is not just the work of my own personal life but it's for the greater good of of all yeah of of helping us all heal these wounded feminine and wounded masculine and so it took me further out to the collective again right so I had a very personal story that we were looking at but then it just pulled me back to that bird's eye view of how I fit into this greater picture that we all this great story that we're all sharing how can I now step forward with this intention of of not only healing my my wounds but how that will ripple out to help others and so those are just some examples of these expansive awareness practices i've been diving in more deeply um, recently too with some various classes online classes and and now i'll be offering them i feel confident in offering my own expansive awareness practices for you all through my self-discovery session using my movement 109 practice movement 109 is very much an expansive awareness practice too um we're going deep into our bodies yeah looking at the patterns looking at the the very the micro right personal micro cosmic level seeing what is being held in the bodies what energy is being held in the bodies moving with it moving around it seeing if we can get it unstuck seeing if we can release it and then when you move into that place after that groundwork we move into a dance right and that's where we release it but then we start to have these moments of of understanding we are part of this great matrix yeah these energies that are being um being expressed outward through our bodies is part of the collective story and so that our movement 10 practice movement 109 practices dancing between both the personal and collective too um, just not necessarily with verbal dialogue right like the other practices i shared with you today um, breath work with breath yeah and this is with with movement so so yeah oh again these are these are just some examples and and I will be offering again I am offering not will be I am offering my own self-discovery session um, using the movement 101 practice 109 practice to get in there with you listening to your stories seeing the personal and then we work on bolstering you yeah we focus more on the the personal for you in your self-discovery sessions because it does have to begin with you yes we look at your own story we look at your body and then we see how they're being reflected within another right so if you're holding something in your body there's most likely you're being held you're holding that fist in life too somewhere so we kind of look at that and see what your obstacles are and then how can we start to break them down or remove them and yeah and that might be something that really lights you up and you're curious about that's great maybe it's one of the other modalities that i shared today the body talk the breath work the akashic records meditation as we started with Um, there's no right or wrong and you can do one you can do them all and receive some sort of medicine Uh, and so 
we're, we're, this has been my vision with Nomad this whole time when I started six years ago was that I was very careful that Nomad wasn't just a yoga business. Um, we use, we used yoga, the language of yoga to begin with, because that's what I was well versed in, you know, being the founding member. Um, but I always had the vision of it being broader, um, a broader, a broader, um, audience. Yeah. And a broader amount of kind of our tribe. Yeah. Of healers, teachers, facilitators. And so I feel right now, again, we need these kind of expansive awareness practices more than ever so that we don't get caught up in those fists that are tight in our bodies or fists that we're in the air that is just, we're not actually opening up and seeing the bigger picture, right? So these practices are more important, so important more than ever right now. So, um, we're in a place, we're in a really good place with Nomad to to offer that. We have these amazing people that were part of our global festival back in March, and they will be coming on board. You're going, I'll tell you a little bit more in the coming weeks, but they will be here with me on the podcast sharing their stories, their personal stories, and and how that reflects our collective story together. And and talking a little bit more about what they're going to be offering. Yeah, what you can take a part of. You can, you can, you know, have a session with them or an experience with them in some way. So we will we'll be offering that more on these podcasts and the and episodes in the in the coming months. So stay tuned for that. Um, like I said, we need you, we need you to be you more than ever. That's the important thing is we need you, your authentic self, all of your cracks, all of those fault lines so that the light can get in so that that those are your that what's that is what makes you unique, right? Not everybody has the same cracks, the same places. So all you are is this beautiful, unique light that needs to radiate out into our world. We need you to be that you. And so our mission at Nomad is to offer ways to get you there, yeah, to offer you different um, practices, different tools, different healthy resources so that you can feel like you and you can show up for your immediate world and our global collective world. Um, so that's all I have for you today. I'm really looking forward to diving in with, with you and this beautiful community that is about to be birthed. Um, stay tuned. For now, you can go over and see what is happening presently at nomadalwaysathome.com. We still have our online studio that has primarily yoga practices, but we still have some of the videos from our global festival. So we do have breath work there. We have sound healing there, um, some other beautiful practices too, meditation practices for sure. Um, so you can dive in right away, right now, and they're all, they're all waiting for you there. And we'll be again on, on Mondays at 8 a.m. Eastern Time uh, over at Facebook, Nomad and Beyond Festival, as well as Instagram, Nomad Always at Home. So I would love to see you there and, and see you be you. <laughs>